Welcome to The Stare Down, sports talk and real estate with Sean Carpenter of Coldwell Banker in Columbus, Ohio, Bill Risser of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida, and Todd Meininger of Cummins, Georgia. Listen in as they discuss the week in sports and toss in a pinch of real estate too. Now your hosts, Sean, Todd and Bill. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Staredown. It's our weekly sports talk and real estate show where we talk a lot of sports and just a little bit of real estate. Hey, I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio. I'm your host along with my two regular partners, Bill Risser in St. Pete, Florida, Todd Meininger in Cumming, Georgia. Guys, it's been a fun weekend of sports. We've got lots to talk about, but let's see how we're doing. Bill, what's the update in St. Pete? Uh, nice uh, weather. It's, it's a little bit... Um humid and rainy. <laughs> it's a long summer. We're hearing soon that uh, we, we're going to get that cool down, that first fresh, crisp morning. But as it stands now, it's been in the 90s for like 20 straight days. So we're ready for fall. Yeah. I, I was, we'll, we'll get to the Gator game uh, later, but I was, you know, how they show like the temperature and feels like it. And they said temperature 86 feels like 95. Yeah. Uh, and that was at what, four o'clock in the afternoon. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 a little steamy, a little uh, tough. I, I I'm ready for these uh, walks, the the good walks spoiled to be comfortable yes. and not sweaty. And it was a little sweaty this morning, huh? Even <laughs> yeah. even at your eight o'clock tee off, right? Yeah, absolutely. By by the time you finish, you're drenched. So yeah, yeah. good good. Todd, what's going on with you, man? Hey, uh, Sean, great great week, great weekend. Um, similar to to Bill, it seemed like the summer was mild, but the early fall has been has been brutal. So today is, or tomorrow's supposed to be the last day in the eighties. We're supposed to drop down the seventies. So everyone is very much looking forward to that. And, um, good people brewing company out of Alabama. I'm, I'm drinking a Juco. That's our, I had one last week. Yeah. So really cool. I thought it might be appropriate for the stare down. I had that one on tap last week. So, uh, guys, for me, uh, good weekend. Uh, little round of golf today, Bill. First, first round. And, uh, when was the last time I played a couple weeks ago? I had a nice little 74 today. Oh, in my dreams. Couple, in my couple, dreams. couple, couple birdies, uh, chip in and, uh, and, uh, hit it to one feet on number seven. Um, Ooh. and then, uh, just a couple, couple started the back nine bogey, bogey, par bogey. So, but then part in from the house. So how many foot wedges were involved? <laughs> yeah. I, was gonna ask I had two birdies. I had two birdies today, but, uh, they did good. Yeah. It doesn't mean much with my score. Okay, go move on. Yes. All right. Let's move on. Hey guys, let's start with baseball because uh, we can, we can knock that out. Then we'll spend a lot of time on college football and we're actually recording this uh, in the middle of the afternoon games on Sunday uh, for a change. Sometimes we, we go late, but um, let's talk baseball, Bill. It's been a, you know, for a true baseball fan, it's been a fun week. We had two playing games that we were, uh, that were happened. Um, and then obviously the wild card games, let's, let's start there. Um, we had the uh, Cubs and the uh, Rockies yep. went 13 innings, uh, five, I think a five and a half hour game. I'm, I'm not, I went to bed. I think it's ended at what? One forty Eastern time. Yeah. I, I'll be honest. I didn't see the end either. Yeah. Uh, but the Rockies uh, won and advanced up to Milwaukee where Milwaukee took two, uh, the first two games uh, and that game's going on, I believe right now, uh, game three out in Colorado. Um, and then in the, in the, in the West Todd, your Braves uh, have yet to score. Um, they, they've, uh, you know, they, they Can't got Kershaw, score, right? Yeah, they got Kershaw. Well, they're not the only ones that haven't scored. The Indians haven't scored either. So, um, interesting that two of the two teams that, you know, 
division winners uh, have yet to score. Look, Kershaw pitched a gem uh, the other day, and uh, I, I can't pronounce the, the first guy's name. Rio. Yeah, Rio. Hyunjun Rio. Yeah, so um, that that series shifts back another. That's later tonight game. Is that right, Todd? Yeah, 807. 807. And the news isn't good for the Braves. Um, their uh, Dodgers have Bueller going. Who apparently he's he's a hot pitcher as well now, right? Yeah. Two two point six two ERA, eight and five record. Um, gosh, they just. Uh, I'm hoping for the best. Living in Atlanta, we got a home playoff uh, game. Would love to for the city and uh, the, the 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 economy around the city. But boy, what a buzzsaw Braves ran into these first two games. I and think it, no relief in sight. In the National League, I think the story is clearly the two teams that are, are losing right now, Colorado and Atlanta, they're just not hitting. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just not getting the bat on the ball. Bill, what have you seen in either of those two series that has either impressed you or just kind of um, just solidified your thoughts on, on the, the two teams that are ahead 2 nothing now, Milwaukee and Los Angeles? Well, I think it's the Dodgers pitching and the Brewers offense that's making the big difference, right, to be honest. Because um, you had you know, Ryu go out and throw, uh, I think, eight scoreless innings. Uh, so maybe seven to them, but then Kershaw in a little bit of a, Hey, I probably should have got the game one start just a little, you know, maybe, um, touched a little bit, throws a gem. He was a mm-hmm. classic Clayton and he really doesn't do that in the playoffs. It's right. like, like watching David Price for the Sox just get ripped because he can, he's never won a postseason playoff game. Think about that. Hey, Bill, you remember how that game started? Uh, which one curtain with Clay Shaw? Yeah, I mean, Kershaw, yeah. What, what happened? Uh, Cunha doubled to lead off the game. And, uh, <laughs> and they were saying, and, and the, the announcers are so right on. I was listening to Smoltz, who I think is a great yeah. uh, color analyst, but he just said, hey, a guy like Clayton Kershaw, you got, when you put a man on second with no outs, you've yeah. got, to, you got to make him pay. Yeah, any, any great pitcher, if you can get to him early, great. If you let him get in rhythm, it's over, right? Mm, and, and Kershaw yeah. is a future Hall of Famer, so – um, there's not much, you know, I mean, that's, what can you say? But I, I'll tell you what, you know, the, my, the funnest, the, the best day of, of the major league baseball playoffs is Friday. Like uh, it feels like uh March madness, right? Four games. Yeah. yeah. Four games in one day. You could just tune in anytime you want. Uh, that was pretty cool. But yeah. Looking already. I mean, there's, there's a chance for two national league sweeps tonight. It could be over. Yep. Uh, yeah. So that'll be interesting because right now the Brewers are up one nothing. Is we yeah. There's only one one series, the Yankees Red Sox, where the visiting team won a game. So right. one one right. Uh, yeah. yeah. So let's let's talk about the American League. Um, you know, Verlander throws a gem in Game One, uh, shuts out the Indians. Indians just have not been able to get the bat on the ball um, after being a pretty productive offensive team all season. Uh, that that series shifts back to Cleveland. You know, when when your when your number one and number two starters don't get a hit because they get absolutely zero run support, Bill. Yeah. That's just that's frustrating for the team, both both the batters and the pitchers, because you know what else can you do, right? No, it's uh, look. <laughs> you know, talk about talk, talk about run support. You know, you, uh, just look at Jacob Degrom. How you know <laughs> you got it? It's the team has to score, and sometimes pitchers are snake bit over a certain period of time, and there, it, if it happens during the playoffs, you're done. That's just all there is to it, right? Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, they got to get some support, but but uh, good pitching generally trumps good hitting. I mean, that's uh, they've been the the kind of the, the the mantra of Major League Baseball forever. So, uh, and you know the weather the weather in Cleveland tomorrow is, is expected to be once again. We're still kind of in in late summer. Uh, it's not going to be like a cold, brisk evening that's going to favor the Indians. Um, right. So it's do or die for them. Uh, and you know the. The, maybe they get the Browns magic, you know, all the, all the winning that's happening in Cleveland these days, uh, which, we'll, which we'll get to. Um, but, the, you know, in, in the traditional 
best of the best robbery, Yankees, uh, Red Sox. Um, Yankees get a get, you know win game one with Chris Sale on the mound. Uh, put the David Sox. Price on the mound, who you Red referenced. Sox, yeah, Red, Red Sox, Sox. Yeah, yeah Red uh-huh. Sox, and you know, and boy, Aaron Judge hits a, a moonshot homer. Gary Sanchez hits a moonshot homer, and then I don't know if you happen to see Sanchez's big blast there in the fourth inning. Yeah, um, with two runners on, it was enormous. Yeah, um, four seventy nine. <laughs> they measured it at. It went out of Fenway Park over the center field fence, over the far far center field portion of the green monster. And it went over those four rows of seats that, that they have built, that they built in there. And it was one of those ones where as soon as he hit it, the center fielder didn't even move. Right. It, it was, it, I don't think the center field turned around. Did yeah. it hit the sit go so, sign, uh, Sean? Right of that. Just right of that. Right of that. Sign's kind of in the left center. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, that series shifts back to New York one, one. Um, that one kind of has five written all over it. Right. Yeah, they play tomorrow night at seven forty. That'll be a lot of fun to watch. So, uh, on uh, opposite of Monday Night Football, right? A couple of things. Yeah. yeah. And you're, you're anything in, else on the base? Your Indians are playing in the afternoon tomorrow, so hopefully weather won't be too much of an issue, right? Correct. One thirty, yeah. One thirty, yeah. yeah. Okay. One thirty, and then it, I assume the uh, the there's a slot there for the for the um, Rockies if they happen to win. Yeah, the, the National League games are four thirty and nine forty Eastern time. If the Braves are at four thirty, yeah. and the Rockies yeah. are at nine forty. Yeah. Okay, the Rockies will be late game if they win tonight. Yeah, and if, same, if same, necessary. Same, Both same, thing, same thing with the Braves. They can extend it. It'll uh, they'll play Both those games if necessary. Okay. Yeah. okay, so we'll see what happens. Uh, like I said, I I'm going to guess uh, there'll be at least one sweep of the three that are out there, but who knows? Maybe not. Maybe they. Maybe they all. Uh, maybe all the home teams step up, but Todd, as you as you said, the the Braves have a a tough road to hoe with pitchers they're they're facing, and just being so young. But maybe the crowd will, you know, all it takes is a couple hits to get them to believe, right? I just got to worry about winning today, and then you have a four thirty uh, game tomorrow. Um, obviously, the keys today, but if they win tonight. They got to feel like they're right back in it. One more home game, and who knows sure. what happens in a game five? So sure, let's get let's get it done tonight. And see what happens. Let's turn our attention to college football. Um, heart of the heart of the season right now, where it finishes finish week five, heading into week six, where we're starting to identify um, kind of, or actually we're in week six now, um, heading to week seven. So we're starting to identify, you know, the best of the best, and let's just start there. Um, once again, Tua Tagovailoa doesn't even play in the second half. He still has yet to throw an interception. Uh, Alabama wins 65-31. Saban not happy about how many points they gave up. Um, <laughs> but it was – it was a – I believe – I think they had 41 at half, maybe 49 at half. Um, it was a, a video game first half where, you know, I think he was 18 of 22 for 290 with four touchdowns in the first first half. Um, Bill, as you said, I don't see anyone – especially with Auburn losing now. Um, you know, LSU is going to play Alabama at home, but they may be coming off their second straight loss after, after they play Georgia this week. Um, so, and Auburn, you know, just did not look impressive at all versus Mississippi state. Yep. Uh, so um, I don't know what you can, what more you can say about Alabama. Georgia uh, beats Vandy 41, uh, 13, but heading into LSU next week. So let's, let's pick that up on the backside um, as we just kind of roll through the scores. Um, Ohio state, Kind of once again, their defense kind of struggles. Give up twenty six points. It was a close game for a while. Clemson wins big over Wake Forest, and let's let's stop at the next one. LSU number five goes into Florida Field, 
to play on on Steve Spurrier Steve Spurrier uh, Field, I guess at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium is it, is, is what it is. Um, Todd, just your thoughts on on that game? It was it was a it was a good SEC conference game, wasn't it? So this was uh, this was the true. Um, it's fun to watch this team grow. This is the true litmus test, right? Um, they, they suffered an early defeat. Uh, at the time, it was a um, crushing defeat to Kentucky. Looking believe, back, though. <laughs> well, and I believe our, our friend Shea both talked us off the ledge, Sean, and said, Florida's going to be fine. <laughs> it's okay. And, and, and Kentucky's a pretty good team now, as we're seeing. Yeah, right? five, they're 5-1, five and one, so that, shame, that loss certainly isn't shameful. But we started with Tennessee, um, six turnovers, controlled the game in the beginning. Last week, you were there, uh, Sean, a night road game in the SEC. We never do well in Mississippi. That was huge. But yesterday, Tim Tebow Day, right? Tim Tebow Day and – And the 2018 national champions. The whole team was there, but yeah, Tebow yeah. inducted in the ring of honor. But I think I think it's evident the team is believing in Dan Mullen. Whatever he's selling, they're, they're buying. They're drinking his Kool-Aid. And he's getting the most out of players. And that's the difference between him and our last coach. Um, he is getting, you know, the most out of players. Our defense looks good. Felipe Franks will not dazzle, but he is controlling the game. Um, doing better than he than he's ever done, and when uh, God, I forget his name, but when our cornerback had that pick six, I was jumping Stewart. around in the living room, Stewart, like a, yeah. yeah, like a madman. Um, of course, my brother in law was like, he should have kneeled. The game would have been over. I'm like, you're not going to tell some guy in front. Yeah, of I don't think I, I don't even think you score, think, right? Yeah, I don't think <laughs> yeah, you, you can think that. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and I sent uh, you guys both the uh, ground the ground view mm-hmm. of that play. You mm-hmm. know, just the 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 volumes up, and then it goes up. You know, up to 11. You know, I mean, it just it, – <laughs> you, you can hear it go up a little bit more on the pick and then when he scores the touchdown. But you're right, Todd. You're, just, you're not going to think to kneel down there. And just Mullen, just pregame, he's just getting the crowd involved. Postgame in the locker room, the, the speech he has, um, just uh, – I think, I think the, the, the kids are buying in. And uh, it's fun to watch. I mean, there's some tough games ahead, but you and I, Sean, both didn't foresee us being um, this good, this competitive after six games at – at five and one. Yeah. You know, it was a, um, the defense really um, first drive. They just kind of let LSU kind of slip through them like, like a hot knife through butter. Um, mm-hmm. A little disconcerting, but then they kind of got their feet. They, they got some rush. You know, that was Burrow's first interception uh, he's ever thrown in college. Uh, never threw one at Ohio state. Um, that was his first one he threw obviously, obviously this season. Um, he, he went on to throw a later one on the last drive, kind of where he was just trying to, you know, they were down eight. Um, and it was kind of a, you know, look, the, the Voshan Joseph personal foul was probably not, um, was probably not a uh, smart play, but it, you, you know why he did it, Todd. The, the, the tribute to Brandon, Brandon Jacobs, who when he inter, inter, intercepted the pass um, a few uh, years ago versus LSU, and he got in the end zone and he punted it up into the oh, stands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, so Stewart, Stewart makes the pick six, and then Joseph comes over and steals the ball from him and punts it. They threw a flag. And then our kicker kicked it over the guy's head and, it, you know, and then there was a block in the back. So we still got him down inside the 10 yard line uh, on that. But look, big win. LSU now goes home to play Georgia. Mm-hmm. Coming off, you know, puts them kind of in a must win situation. Georgia obviously wants to continue to win because they want to continue to, to keep their, their lead in the SEC. Um, let's go to the next game. Notre Dame, Virginia Tech. Oh, hey, really quick, Todd. Yes. So Tim, Tim Tebow, as you said, gets his uh, name in the Florida Ring of Honor. Yep. Five other Gators in that Ring of Honor. Can you name them? 
<laughs> Thank you for always putting me on the spot and making me feel uh, inadequate. So, no, uh, Bill, can you yes. name? Uh, yes. We got Spurrier. I got Spurrier. I'm done. Spurrier, Werfel. Yep. Werfel, obviously Tim Tebow. And then we got two more. Emmett Smith's got me one. Right? Emmett Smith. And then two more after that. And Oh, two more after that. Yep. Um, both defenders. Oh, shoot. Um, I was going to throw in Ray Graves. Uh, both defenders. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Wilbur, Mar- Wilbur Marshall. Oh yeah, old school. Yeah, and Jack fun. and Jack Youngblood. Okay, wow. old school. Yeah. yeah, I don't feel so bad not missing those. No, those are tough I ones. Certainly yeah. agree with them. I certainly. I, agree. I, I would not have been able to name them except the guys on CBS talked about it. Uh, Tim Brando and uh, or Tim Brandt and uh, uh, hey. Gary Danielson. Hey, Sean. This translates to all sports, and I just want to get your all quick opinion. But especially in college, to me, first series are so overrated. All the plays are scripted, and I was sitting. I was in between um, uh, lacrosse practices, and I snuck into a Mexican restaurant to see the kickoff <laughs> and everyone's going, Oh, game over LSU. And I'm like, it's not a great start, but first series, especially in college football, you just gotta, if you score into your team, you gotta be happy and move on. And if it's against your team, you gotta say, Hey, you got a long way to go. Sure. So, anyway. sure. Donde es el That's what you said, right? <laughs> As you walked into that Mexican restaurant. Donde está. Uh, <laughs> uh, El Cuatro de Baño. Never mind. Here we go. Hey, uh, Bill, did you see any of the game late late last night? The Virginia Tech Notre Dame game. You know, Notre Dame uh, goes into Lane Stadium, cool entrance. Uh, but once again, Notre Dame, I, I think just in the right spot, the right time, they're they're going to be favored in every game the rest of the season. Yeah, move up number six in the country, right? Or number five? Uh, number five now. Yeah, yeah. so they're right five. outside that four that we've been talking about all year. Right? <laughs> but you know an SEC team will take care of itself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that'll that'll help. And then there's also who's uh, and you got West Virginia undefeated still, right? Yep. Yeah. There's 11 teams undefeated still. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cincinnati, the ones, yeah. Uh, South, uh, South Florida. Yeah. Bowl eligible Cincinnati. Central right? Florida and South Florida. Right. Yes. So, yes. Um, Central yeah, Florida. Yeah. It, look, Notre Dame. They're, they look like they're the real deal. Once again, it's almost like your Florida team. Right, yeah. I mean, you weren't. No one was really expecting this at, at a Notre Dame. Unless your last name was Golick, you know, either Golick Senior or Junior. <laughs> yes. Dick Vitale, right? Dick Vitale. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but you know, they they switched to Ian Book at QB. Uh, their defense is stout, uh, decent special teams, but they're they're able to move the ball around, passing, running, uh, yep. and and that's a that's a you know a good recipe for when you can ha- when you can get defensive stops and then you can sustain drives you know unlike the next game we'll talk about the Texas Oklahoma when you can sustain drives and work some time off the clock um, which Notre Dame did last night um, you know they had some eight or nine or ten play drives uh, and then when defense can force a three and out and you can get right back on the field and and force that defense to be on the field you know for 13 of the 15 minutes of a quarter that's 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 a good recipe right there yeah Um, Red River shootout was a fun one I don't know if you guys caught any of it but boy that was a um, not just because it was 48 45 here, here's my story. I, I come in off the golf course yesterday. I played in a uh, at a country club, at Carrollwood Country Club, with with uh, Joe Carney and Anthony Malafronte. You know the regular gang. Uh, here at Carrollwood, right? Yeah, yeah. here at Carrollwood. Yeah, not Bush. <laughs> Carrollwood. Uh, we had a great time coming into the grill room. It was forty five twenty one in the fourth quarter. I thought, yeah. oh my god, what an upset! It's over with. Uh, they'd scored once before I left, it, and I listened to the rest of the game riding home, and I couldn't believe it uh, that you know they came all the way back, but. How many times, right? The team just doesn't – you just got to give – you just need one more score to put the nail in the coffin, and you can't do it. And they couldn't do it. Three punts in a row, right, in the fourth quarter by – Yeah. You know, Texas Texas punts the ball, and um, and the announcers are saying, you know, Oklahoma really needs to score quickly here to not waste – and then first play, right, touch score. <laughs> uh, you know, and then you're thinking – and listen, when they tied it, 
I texted, I think maybe you guys or another thread, and I said, I still expect two more scores. You know, there was two twelve left in the game, and it just yep. it was one of those games that just felt like whoever had the ball last was going to win. And sure enough, Texas, you know, with their freshman kicker, um, Cole Dicker. Yeah, that was great. Freshman, yeah. Cole Dicker, the freshman kicker. Um, <laughs> exactly. I, I said to uh, when I was watching, I'm like, okay, if he, if it's blocked, that's one thing. But I'm like, I didn't want him to shank it. This this 18 year old kid, right, with the biggest rivalry. Um, they have, you, you didn't want them to shank it. So, yeah. so Texas um, jumped all the way up into the top 10 uh, after that win. Uh, you know, go back six weeks, they lost a, an embarrassing game to Maryland. Yeah. Isn't it good? Um, I don't know. I'm not a Texas fan, but isn't it good to have Texas relevant in college yes. football? Yes. It's just one of those things, right? When they're three and eight, um, it's just not good. Kind of like Florida. Um, you know, we had some lean years. Um, so anyway, it's well, it's, and remember that the Big Twelve, the Big Twelve is the is the only conference um, where everybody plays everybody. So you know you're going to see Texas, West Virginia still. You're going to see West Virginia, Oklahoma. So there's a lot of work to do. Yeah, yeah. They, you yeah. know, so so while I while I don't see a Big Twelve representative making the the playoff over maybe a Notre Dame, um, you know, unless West Virginia runs the table impressively, um, I think Notre Dame probably has the the edge there, um, but. You know that was it was a fun game. It was a it was a you know, you know as as much as as we don't want it to happen, Todd. You know from on a, on a Tennessee standpoint, when the other team wins, it does make it a better rivalry. You know when when the, when it's a so that that Texas Oklahoma. You know from has, an outsider's perspective, yes. yes. When, it's, when it's your rivalry, you <laughs> yes. win a hundred in a row, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's finish out the top ten. Mississippi State wins as as I said, kind of a a, a sleeper game against Auburn, where Nick Fitzgerald becomes the all time leading rusher or quarterbacks in the SEC. Uh, interesting enough, Dan Mullen was the coach of three of the top four. Uh, wow. Nick Fitzgerald now, Tim Tebow, and Dak Prescott. Wow. Uh, pretty pretty impressive. Um, West Virginia wins. Uh, Will Greer goes undefeated. Uh, Washington wins over UCLA. Uh, Nick – or uh, Chip Kelly and Scott Frost still do a winning game. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, that, that really, is... you know. Wow. Listen to some of these – stare down episodes when Florida was in the coaching Chip search we talked about with Chip Kelly, Frost, Willie Scott Taggart. Frost, Willie Taggart, right? And thank um, God we have Mullen right now, right? Knock on wood. UCF moves up to top 10 this week. Um, first, the highest ranking they've ever had. Um, uh, so we'll see. Uh, did, you, did you guys watch the end of the Texas A&M uh, Kentucky game? Yeah, I, I watched that, Sean. Overtime, right? Went, went into overtime. They had yeah. third and two. Yep. Uh, they had Benny Snell in the Wildcat, and they called oh. a timeout and went back to some kind of kind of gadget play, and with a yep. two, two tight ends kind of crisscrossed, and and the guy got sacked. They mm. kicked a forty-three yard field goal. They hit the crossbar and came yes. out, and then A and M went in and drove it in. Um, your house, there's some expletives being said in your house, I imagine, Sean. Uh, but no, I, I think Ron had gone to bed at that time. She, yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. But and, and, from a, and from a gambler's point of view, wasn't the spread six on that game? It was six, and they, uh, so they pushed. Yeah, because they uh, if they just kick that field goal, that field goal, that field goal, that field goal goes in, and then Kentucky or uh, Kentucky loses by three. Oh well, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> um, Stanford loses their second in a row, so they'll probably drop free uh, wow. fall to the bottom. Michigan wins. Wisconsin wins. Uh, last one I want to talk about. Let me look at the. Um, how about that FSU Miami game? FSU's up twenty-seven to seven. Seven. Wow. Twenty-seven to seven. Right? 
Is it and in Miami? Was it, it was in Miami. It was in okay. Hard Rock Stadium. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you saw. So they pulled it within seven, 27 to seven. Florida State calls a trick play. They could do a, a sideways pass to the tailback who throws a, to a wide open tight end. I mean, not even anyone within 30 yards of him. He scores a touchdown, but they call it a forward pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, they never, ever reviewed it. Todd, mm-hmm. now as much as we bitch about them reviewing plays that were, you know, to the nth degree, um, it was – look, live I thought it was a backwards – or a, a forward pass. But when they showed the slow-mo, it, it was maybe from the 30-and-a-half-yard line to the 30-and-three-eighths yard line. Mm-hmm. It was probably worth reviewing. Um, you know, it was a close play, but sure enough, uh, Miami goes down and, and scores at the end and, and, uh, holds Florida state off, uh, a tough loss for Florida state, but, uh, and Sean, that's your Todd and I will defend, uh, that loss. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what drives you crazy, uh, Sean. And I think our buddy Shay, well, I've echoed it and Shay echoed it a couple weeks ago. Um, either review all the plays <laughs> or review none of the, none of the plays. If we reviewed all of them, it would, the games last five hours, right? Um, yeah, they're, they're already – there was a comment, a thread, right, about how long college games can take. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's part of it. So uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, with technology, you, you have to have replay, but there's a part of me, and I've expressed this to you via uh, text. I, sometimes I just wish no replays, let the human element be a part of it. I say that until it costs my team a huge game. A that championship, like a, cha- like a championship, yeah. which it could. Yeah. yeah, so uh, you, it, it's not going away. It's, it's just, a Pandora's box. Just, just got to keep refining it, keep figuring out a way to make it better. Sure, sure. And then the last top 25 game of any uh, interest, uh, uh, NC State beats Boston College. I think NC State's really probably the only team on the schedule that I think has a legit chance to beat Clemson. 5-0, um, and oh, and they got a game canceled, an early game. They could be 6-0 and oh right now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, so let's just keep your eye on that. Uh, once again, I, you know, Florida State, I believe, plays at Clemson, so that kind of takes the – the possibility of that out. But once again, Florida state was up 27, seven over, over Miami. So right time, right day. Um, let's just quickly look ahead to uh, next week's games. Uh, head, once again, the, the week is week seven. If you wow. kind of look at it, on quick, the schedule. It? it is going quickly. Um, there's a, a uh, let's see, there's a Thursday matchup, Texas tech at TCU, TCU but that yeah. outside the uh, top 25 bill, your South Florida bulls undefeated and ranked 23rd. Yeah. Uh, they, they're going to play at Tulsa on right. Friday. Um, and then your Arizona – well, not your Arizona, but the Arizona um, Ooh, them Wildcats play, play at Utah. What? Um, That's like it? saying your volunteer uh, – <laughs> You're seven. Not even close. It'd be like, say, it'd be like saying my Ohio Bobcats. <laughs> that, that, that's the more relevant. Uh, but I, I see what you're saying with, with rivals. Um, so early games next week uh, – Todd, Florida goes to my to Vandy, plays a, a what's going to be an eleven o'clock kick. Um, mm. you, you just hope they can get up for it, and not sleepwalk. Then they're going to have a week off. Then they're yeah. going to play Georgia. So, yeah, and, and Vandy's one of those teams that if you sleep on them, you're in trouble. If you prepare well, you should out athlete and uh, you know win. But their defense is always good. I like their coach. Don't uh, don't don't sleep on Vandy ever. That's correct. Uh, Tennessee goes on their their second of their well. Third of their four week, they play at Auburn, <laughs> and then they have Alabama, and then they have Alabama next week. Um, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, uh, Duke, Georgia Tech. Uh, see, see when there's a ne- oh, so Georgia LSU. Georgia yeah. LSU is a three thirty yeah. kick. That'll be a yeah. big one, right? Um, yeah. 
you know, Joe Burrow, Jake Fromm. Uh, is that in Baton Rouge? or It is, um, it, it is in Baton Rouge. It's on wow. CBS. So that's going to be a big one. Um, yeah. And then the Pac-12 gets a big game, right? Same time, Washington, Oregon, uh, at Oregon. And that's everything for Washington, right? I think that's the last, maybe. Uh, I think it's the last hurdle. Yeah. Yes. To, to a, to a one-loss season. What time is that, what time is that game at, Bill? Do you see thirty? ESPN two wow. at three thirty. Yeah. Okay. Why right. did Why did they do that? I think I don't a, know. <laughs> get a lot more draw if they play at seven. I would think. Maybe the, maybe it's on a flex. But I don't think so. I think it's it's scheduled in here. You got yeah why yeah. Hmm. So that's a twelve thirty kick out there. Yeah, yeah. it's early. Interesting. I wonder if the school has something to do with that. Like they don't you know, they only, they don't want so many night games or um, maybe possibly. Yeah. No, but, but I, I get that ABC uh, and ESPN can kind of flex that game, but it just seems like, you know, you look at what's the premier uh, nighttime game that week. Um, Michigan, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, yeah. Wisconsin, Michigan. Wow. That'd be, and and this is where Michigan, listen, Michigan's going to have to step up right now. If Michigan's for real, if Jim Harbaugh wants to, the next three weeks, they have Wisconsin and mm. state Michigan state. Yeah. Shoot. Um, so that's kind of a gauntlet right there that, you know, if they can somehow get through that, um, cause look, Wisconsin, they, they could lose to Michigan and no one in the West is going to, is going to beat them. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't see that hurting them. Uh, you know, so not a great slate. Let, uh, Colorado plays at USC late. That's on the Fox, Fox sports one bill late night game. And that, um, look, Colorado right now is heavily favored to win the South in the pac 12. Yeah, they beat, they beat yeah. USC. They're going to, you know, after beating Arizona State last week, they'll, yep. they'll be waiting for for Washington yep. uh, in the in the what Santa in Santa Clara for the championship of the Pac-12. Right. Uh, so, you know, we're going to start seeing over the next few weeks a couple couple dominoes fall. We always get worried about what well, if all these teams finish undefeated. Well, it hasn't <laughs> happened yet, so usually doesn't happen. Yeah. Yep. And and just a warning to Notre Dame and and some of the teams up top. You know, look, Georgia. Here's the perfect scenario for the SEC haters. Georgia loses this week. Uh, and then beats Alabama in the SEC championship game um, and only gets one in, or Georgia loses two in the next couple weeks and somehow lose, beats Alabama, um, and no SEC team gets in. So we'll see what happens there. Right. A sleeper game of the week, Sean, Texas A&M at South Carolina. Yeah. Two, two wins coming up. Two teams coming up. Big, big wins. Um, did you see that monsoon in South Carolina? That was yeah. Right. My daughter was at it. She uh, oh boy, I was super proud of her. Of all the games, she stayed till the end. Uh, well, she, she stayed until the weather delay, which was I think about almost a sixty-minute weather delay. Yeah. Listen to this. So at the time of the weather delay, Missouri with the ball, South Carolina with a two-point lead, thirty-four, thirty-two. Mm-hmm. They come back from the weather delay. Missouri scores a field goal, goes up thirty-five, thirty-four. And then with two seconds to go, South Carolina kicks a field goal to win 37-35. Wow. So, so quite an a, a active, active second half. But um, Mar- M- Michael Skarnecchia, the, the second-string quarterback, Jake Bentley, just not feeling well, up some bruised ribs. Um, so hopefully he comes back hmm. for the A&M game. So remember uh, back in our day, Bill, when, they, when Sean and I went to school, they called it Florida Field. Um, and they used to have halftime pass-outs where you could go. Oh, yeah. And run it. We'd run across the street with a purple porpoise. Can you imagine a 60-minute weather delay? And I have a feeling we would not have made it back. So. No, not, with, not with two minutes left, yes. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. All right, let, let's, turn our, let's turn our final uh, focus on the NFL. Um, mm. I, I can't even – I think Thursday was – was that the Patriots? Uh, Patriots, Colts. Yep. Patriots, yep. Colts. Yep. Uh, Patriots, Patriots win. 
Yep. And, uh, and kind of, you know, take back their stranglehold on the East uh, after the three, no start by the dolphins who, who lost today. Um, but, but what did you see in the early games today? Let's talk about the Browns. Was that a, did you guys have any of that on, on direct TV? They win their first Sunday game since 2015. The wow. first time they've won a game on Sunday since 2015. Against the three and one Ravens. Yeah. It's, it's huge, right? That's a great. Well, it's a huge win for Cleveland because that's the team that formerly was the Browns. Right. You know, it, it's the, it's a team they hate. You, you might not have been watching the game the way I was up here. Uh, Joe Flacco's had 26 fourth quarter come from behind wins or fourth, fourth quarter uh, wins, right? Where mm-hmm. uh, 26 of them, six of them have been against the Browns. Well, wow. <laughs> Yeah. So it's just a team, if you look at the Browns record, look, Browns record against everybody in the, since they've come back is, is pretty bad. But against the Steelers and against the, uh, against the Ravens is, is horrendous. You know, ben, ben Roethlisberger has more wins than any quarterback in, Browns, in the Browns history in the, in the new stadium. Wow. Ben Roethlisberger wow. Plays, wow. There, plays there once a year. And he has more <laughs> he <has> wins. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so uh, first of all, that kick, what a knuckleball. I mean, oh, see it? I, thought it might go, I thought it might go under the bar. The, I was so the, the kid's heart had to be so – because oh. you, saw, you saw at the end of regulation, he tried a 57-yarder. Yeah. yeah. seemed like he had the distance, but it was – you know, no, you can hit a 380-yard drive, but if it's, if it's onto the road or in, deep into the pond, it doesn't matter, does it? If it's going down the tarmac on the uh, runway next to the golf course, it doesn't count, right? <laughs> Sean, I was, uh, I was a taxi driver. I always said being a dad – either short order cook or taxi driver. I was, I was taxi driving. So thank God, Sirius XM, I found the Browns game. First of all, the, the announcers oh. are just homers and so beaten down. Like you just, yeah. as, a, as an outsider, I'm like, this is an abused dog right here. I mean, they've just had a, not a lot of wins. Um, apparently there was a, a interference call that they called uncatchable, but on the radio, they're like, it should have been an illegal chuck downfield. Um, I don't know. I didn't see. Yeah, they were looking for illegal contact or defensive holding. Yeah, but they said it was not catchable, which doesn't pertain to either one of those rules. But they were having a heart attack. But anyway, it was just great to hear hometown. Um, it's fun to have serious list of hometown announcers. Yeah, and just they wear their heart on their sleeves. It's, yeah. it's awesome. Well, it was a, it was a bad call after the NFL came out last week and said that they missed two calls in the Browns game that cost them the win at Oakland. Mm. Right. They said, they said clearly it was not, it was a, it was a sack fumble that miles Garrett would have picked up. And, you know, he had in his hands, and he was running back for a touchdown when they whistled it off. Um, and then they said the, the fourth down call, uh, Carlos Hodd probably did have the first down. So to see that call now, now Gene Steratore did come on Todd on the, on the, on the CBS coverage and the say expert, the referee yeah, expert. Yeah, yeah. Because the ball had already been thrown illegal contact and defensive holding are no longer um, no longer a, uh, a viable option. And therefore so like 90, 98% of the time, the rest got it right. Right. Correct. correct. We just remember the 2% they don't, of course. As fans. The real problem, Bill, I don't know. Bill, were you watching any of the game? Did just, you have very, just, just uh, had it kind of on the little TV towards the end. Okay. So wow. every in the fourth quarter, it looked to me, I've never seen this ref before, but the, the white hatted referee mm-hmm. um, was a newer guy. He, he looked like uh he looked like the lead uh, comedian from uh, – uh, I can't think of who he is, but he, he, he every call he would meet with the referees and it would take like 40 seconds for them oh. to decide. Wow. So the, the, the Browns fans were just booing. Now, until four minutes left in the game, I think maybe three minutes left in the game, um, 
the Ravens had not been called for a penalty in the in t- entire day. Yeah. And so they of, mentioned that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Of, yeah. Of course, they, uh, they show the stat that says the Ravens have never been called for penalty. And then guess what? Two plays later, they were called for a block in the back. Right? <laughs> you know, but, uh, but hey, look, the Browns win it. Um, Baker Mayfield gets the ball back. Uh, it was, you know, if you, if you watch the replay, they, they get the ball in the second possession of overtime. They, they got the kick in overtime, couldn't get punted. Great, great kick by Colquitt. Browns had three possessions in a 10-minute overtime. That's amazing. Yes, yes. And um, in the last one, they tried like this double reverse from inside their 10-yard line and got sacked. You know, the guy got tackled at like the four-yard line. Um, the, they didn't like that call, the hometown yeah. guys. And, <laughs> you know, there's another play where Landry, the, you know, the, the seasoned veteran, catches a long pass and, and tries to stay in bounds to get two extra yards, and it, it cost him 14 seconds on the clock. Right, um, right. You know, which which could have got the, the, the kicker closer, um, but big win for the Browns, uh, big loss for the for the Ravens. Um, unfortunately for for NFC North, you know, fans the uh, the Steelers win over Atlanta. Todd, um, Atlanta's yeah. one and four. Yeah, yeah. Before this week, I could argue that they could have, should have, would have been four and zero. But then you saw today's performances. Maybe they're every bit of one and four as they should be right now. Right. Yeah. Um, what other games stood out to you, Bill? Did you, did you catch any of the games after your golf today? I did. You know, some of the morning games. First of all, Odell Beckham Jr., his first touchdown catch of the year. Finally. Wow. And yeah. he threw a 57-yard touchdown pass. But they lose in overtime. <laughs> and they, yeah, they lose in overtime. Uh, yes. with a, no, uh, not in overtime. That was his time expired. That was a 63-yard field goal with six seconds wow. left by Graham. Huh. 63. I yards. just I saw the score was tied, so I figured it was going in overtime. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was 31 30, 30. Yeah. Thirty, and then it was Gano just bombed it. Um, so hey, good for him. So so uh, at Jake Dreiling, our buddy Jake, Greg's son, who writes for the Alligator, he would have won his King of the Hill this early in the season if Carolina lost, oh. <laughs> and, they, and they came back. And, good news is he's still in the running, but he would have yeah. won it all. Uh, and then, so and then how about this? How about Mason Crosby, the Packers? Do you, you see his line? I was going to bring up Detroit. Missed four one for five. five. Yeah, and, and one, missed an one for five and a mixed extra point. Yeah. Un- unbelievable. Um, he, he and, left. And Dan, Bailey missed, Dan Bailey missed a kick for the Vikings tonight early, a 20, 26 yarder. So does Crosby survive struggling. or is he going to cut tomorrow? He's, a I, good, I, he's been there a long time. He's a good kicker. And he know. had one really bad day, but I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I, this field goal. What, what have you done for me lately, right, Todd? Whoa. Well, and, and one of the field goals was fifty-three yarders. The others were forty-three yards and in. So, I mean, uh, let's let's give him a pass on the fifty-three yarder. He still missed three field goals sure. um, and, and an extra point. So that's that's a bad day. That's a yeah. bad. Day. Uh, and well, Detroit, much needed. Bang, Bengals, Bengals come back from from being down fourteen nothing. Uh, they went twenty-seven seventeen over Dolphins. Wow. Very yeah. impressive second half. And uh, Patrick, quickly, right? And Patrick Mahomes is still the man. 22 yeah, of 38, yeah. 313 yards, but he got picked twice and threw no touchdowns. So uh, the rookie, not the rookie, the second year, you know, uh, first yeah. starter, getting a taste of uh, a good defense, but still, still won the game. I mean, their defense had a pick six. Uh, you know, it's still the Jags on the offense, so that uh, helped. But Yeah. Jets beat Jets beat Denver. Um, wow, yeah. Buffalo beats Tennessee. Um, so once again, the the NFC South um, or the AFC South, sorry, 
uh, going to be the survival of the of the weakest there. Jacksonville should should win that, but they look they look bad against Jack, against KC. Uh, I believe a couple pick sixes uh, by Bortles. Um, KC wins still by sixteen, Bill. Even as as bad as Mahomes performed, you know, without scoring touchdowns, but right. so many weapons on that team. Yeah, he ran he ran one in, and uh, you know they they still got Tyree Kill, and I mean they they got so much offense on that team. It's crazy. Yep. And Mahomes, even though he didn't throw a touchdown, he just is he uh, manages to defend well. against, right? Yeah. yeah. But he also he really scrambles is. and is creative. He's yeah, he's yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, in the late games that we're as we're recording this, uh, the the Chargers um, are uh, are up over the Raiders. Um, Bill's old Chargers, and I will argue the powder blue Chargers uniforms with the white helmets may be the best in in all of football. I like the closet. You can't see. I've got three hanging in there. <laughs> you need to put them uh, in a plaque because you can't wear them anymore. I can't wear them anymore. No, I got, well, look, one of them is an autographed Junior Seau jersey. Wow. So, yeah, what do you do with that? Minnesota, well, I, frame it. Shadow frame box. It. Yeah. <laughs> Minnesota up 17-3 over Philadelphia, wishing they had that score last year. Uh, they got annihilated <laughs> last year. But can they hang on? Because that's going to be an important, important win for them with obviously uh, Green Bay losing and with uh, Detroit winning. Um, so that, you know, um, that that – NFC North uh, going to be a shootout. If if Chicago can control, you know they they have the week off this week. Um, yeah. First is the first week of the bye weeks. Um, and then the other games going on right now: uh, Rams, Seattle, seventeen uh, seventeen. So Seattle playing yeah. well right now. Headed uh, to halftime. That'll be fun. A good second half to watch. Yeah, that's going to be a fun game. And and can Seattle make some adjustments? Um, and and can the Rams, you know, continue their their offensive onslaught to? Uh, continue to remain one of the unbeaten teams and then obviously tonight Dallas Houston uh, mm-hmm. a game that will draw attention only because um, if you're a football fan uh, with baseball Todd I'm sure you'll have your eye on the Bravos tonight um, and then tomorrow night uh, Washington New Orleans that should be a nice shootout oh, wow. uh, yeah. yeah Washington goes into New Orleans um, so I, I, I'll expect I'm not sure what the over under is on that New Orleans is uh, minus six uh, favorites, uh, just, but, you, just you wait a second, Sean. Yeah, <laughs> pull that app up. Pull that app up. Tom. I'm gonna guess it's about 74. No, come on. No, no, 50. Uh, 52.5. Oh, that was close. So, Sean, you should bet the over if you're. I, uh, yes. <laughs> if you thought. <laughs> I will. I will. Uh, I've never bet before, but I, I might bet the over on that one. And uh, New Orleans is favored by six at home. Yeah. yeah. So, Todd, what do you got going on this week, man? Uh, business as usual this week, uh, which is good, which is good. Um, don't have any, uh, bosses coming in town. So just, uh, gonna press the flesh and darken some doors. And, um, I I tell people at the end of the day, my job is to close work. So, um, everyone's in sales, no matter if you're in HR, uh, real estate, um, doors and hardware, everyone at at some points in sales. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And um, should be a good week. And uh, it was a good week of sports. And enjoy the moment because, gosh, these football seasons are going by quickly, aren't they? It's already week seven in, in college football. I can't believe it. And so. that right. Hockey's dropped the puck. Basketball's coming up soon. Our our, our, our regular correspondent, Shea Brewer, is not on with us tonight because he's actually working a game yeah. for, the, yep. for the Trailblazers tonight. Uh, so we miss you, Shay. Uh, Bill, what about you? Lisa Fetner, I thought, was a, was a nice guest. I, I enjoyed the conversation with her. I thought good energy. Yeah. I know you you got a good one coming up. Uh, yeah, this, Tom, uh, this on Tuesday you're going to hear David Marine, the uh, senior vice president of marketing for Coldwell Banker. We have a great conversation. I'm telling you, I could talk. We could have gone 
two hours on sports. And uh, <laughs> at one point I had to go, I go, David, this is where the, the people that want to hear what you got to say, want to hear. I got to cut, we got to cut the sports, but we were going deep into Mets history, having a great time. Uh, yeah. so. You'll, he, he does. You'll enjoy it a lot. I'm sure you talked about his, his podcast or his uh, his blog. He does. He Mets lifer, you know, and uh, yeah. yeah. Well, so. That didn't come up. He we didn't talk about that very much because uh, I think we just kind of ran out of time. That's uh, great. But he's he's uh, he was a lot of fun. We talked about how he fell in love with the Mets. Uh, Good. Uh, a lot of that. A lot of that stuff that um, you know. I'm I'm a little older, so I, I knew a lot of those players as well. Even though he was just a kid, you know, playing little league. Uh, so a lot of fun. And, and what else you got on this schedule? Are you in town cool. or are you in the south? I'm in town, but um, and we have a huge sales meeting. Speaking of sales, Todd, on Wednesday, yes. really important. We're going to talk about we have the, we once a quarter we bring all the managers from the operations in uh, in with the sales meeting to have that you know cats and dogs moment, <laughs> operations and sales because you know Sean, I'm sure you have a presentation about that. You have to be able to all work together towards common on the same goal. team. Yeah, yep. so we're working hard. Hey, on it. so that that's that that hits home. Uh, so I am in sales. I I represent a company, Asabloy, um, 20 separate manufacturers. Ooh. Sergeant Corbin Russell, Yale, Rockwood, Pemco. If you're bored, look them up. But so the thing of the salesman, the operations, I'm sorry, the factories hate sales because they'll sell anything without having a promise. And, and sales over promise, over promise everything, right? Yeah, sales hates factories because I got this million dollar sale. Oh, can't do it. What do you mean you can't do it? I got this opportunity. So- it hits home because you're so right. The communication and the coordination and the collaboration yeah. of those two entities of operations slash manufacturer slash factories and sales is, is so important. Uh, you know, since it is a stare down, I'll give you this piece. The one thing I learned quickly when I took over uh, as a branch manager for Chicago Title in Phoenix, I knew that I needed a relationship with the title department. You know, we have our own, you know, we're an underwriter and our local underwriter, Richard Klein, I needed him to be on my side. Uh, and I, I accomplished that early, Sean, by building relationships and helping them solve a problem or two and have occasionally fun, having right? a little fun. Yeah. And, sure. and, uh, you know, it saved my ass so many times because I was able to go to him and go, Hey Richard, this is where we're at. I really need help with this one. Can you help me? And he said, here's a deal, Bill. If you do this, this, and that, I'll let that happen. And that's all so I wanted an opportunity, right? Something yeah, to your point. I have so many, I'm sorry, Bill, I interrupted. Oh, go ahead. That's it. Yeah. I'm saying I, have, I need to know in the factory slash manufacturers who I can call to be my friend, yep. quote unquote friend, make it happen. And this may be a topic of, of, of future uh, uh, podcast, but what I, the first thing I tell them is if I can't, don't tell, don't be afraid to say we can't do this. Right. There's nothing I hate worse uh, than, Oh, um, I'm afraid to tell you no. So I'm going to tell you yes. And then a week later, you know, if yeah. this is, and I treat my, my customers the same way. I'm like, ask me the question, bring me the opportunity. And there's sometimes, there's an old adage in, in sports, sometimes the best place to punt. Sometimes it's going to be a great opportunity. And I'm going to tell my customer, I would love to fulfill this for you, but I can't. And I want you to appreciate that I'm telling you that. Right. So you can where to do it. I can't do but, it on these terms, but I can do it on next these time. Right. Yeah, or next time, or I can't do it at all. Come yeah. back to me next time. Or as you say, Bill, I can't do it, but do we have two more weeks? Can we go yeah. here? Can we go there? Yeah, sure. That's, that's the building relationships part that, that Sean touts, which is so true. Yeah, right. I completely agree. I mean, I, and look, one other tip, if you're in the fortune 500 world, like I am, 
take the IT guy out for lunch early when you first meet him. Get hey, to the oh my God. Yeah. I'm telling you, you know, uh, uh, Robert is, is the coolest guy. I have a great relationship. I help him do move. I bend over backwards to make sure I can help him wherever I can, because ultimately I'm going to need his help down the road. Uh, yeah. And I need it quickly. And, and you know what? I get it because I've already kind of delivered you know, my, on my promises. And he always now delivers on his. It's awesome. Well, you know, I know you probably talk about this when you go out to the sales field, but uh, I can't tell you how often I teach the, the agents, especially the newer ones to get to know the receptionists and their office mm-hmm. staff and the warehouse they, guys. They, right? they will save you and sell you for life. Yep. You know, when, 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 uh, when, you know, if Todd and Jenny were walking into a branch office to meet with Sean Carpenter and they say, how hey, we're here to, to meet Sean Carpenter. And, and I have already told the front desk they're coming and they said, you know, I'll call him, you know, Sean, your guests are here. And they say, by the way, Mr. And Mrs. Moniger, you guys are working with the best <laughs> agent, you know, in the, in the, awesome in the company. Right. And when they can, when they can promote you and, and sell that, it's so critical that, that the little extra touch that, you yeah. know, if you can get the, the marketing and sales working together and, and they both realize that they both exist to serve each other's needs Yeah, instead of work against each other. It's so critical. Yeah. No, and I think it's huge. Yeah, and going back to Bill's point, I'll let it go. We can talk for for many a minute, but I have some fellow sales guys in my position that will be talking and they'll sigh. They'll be like, oh, the BDM, the business development manager from Rockwood's coming. I got two days with them. And my, I'm always like, good, get to know these guys, right? Yeah. yeah. And we, I call my customer, I call on a, a group of, let's say, 50 customers. I mean, I need to bring something new when I see him sometimes. And this is a perfect, easy way. Hey, this guy, it's, it's kind of a, a, a free pass for me. So anyway, I guess um, as human beings, we, we tend to resist things where we should embrace it. Make yeah. It just, just don't forget when you're in sales or when you're in marketing or operations, it's a two way street, right? That whole, the sales part of it, there's internal sales and external. They need us. We need them. Right? You got to work together. And yeah, you know, so, sure. and if you, if you want to get a good, uh, presentation on that just reach out to sean carpenter it's sean speak <laughs> sean what's up with your week you got man i got a, a fun week i'm heading over to northern virginia tomorrow morning uh going over to see my brother i'll see our buddy trey rogers oh nice speaking at the northern virginia association of realtors convention on tuesday i do want to give a shout out to the great people of the minnesota association of realtors and michigan from two weeks ago but minnesota had a great time in st paul uh, my first time in the city of st paul um amazing energy from the from the attendees at that convention uh, and had a great time uh, in that town uh, but off to northern virginia and then back um, for it's carpalooza my birthday yeah. end of this end of this week so the big five one uh, on friday so uh should be fun so listen guys it's been a good chat on behalf of bill in st pete and todd in coming georgia i'm sean carpenter columbus ohio thanks for listening to the stare down